Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out my website for all of my film reviews that I've been writing since 1996. I have over 3,700 film reviews, and I invite you to check them all out at Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. It's been a, a little bit late in coming, but I finally got to check out the Peanuts movie, and that's the film I'm going to be reviewing today. It's an animated feature, as you'd expect, and if I had to classify it in a genre other than animation, I would say it's a comedy. Uh, it's rated G because it's suitable for all audiences, and the runtime is an hour and 28 minutes, at least for the feature. Um, most animated features these days come with a short film that precede it, and this is no exception. Uh, it's a Blue Sky Studios production, which means that the animated feature that precedes it is also going to be one of theirs. It's a solo adventure of one of the characters from the Ice Age series. Uh, because the Ice Age films were done by Blue Sky Studios. Uh, the cast of voices is mostly no names. Uh, I could spout them all off, but it wouldn't have that much meaning to you. Most of them are very young talent because most of the, uh, all of the vocal talent that you find, uh, in these animated features are usually kids. Um, and, but th- there are a couple of names I will point out. Bill Melendez, uh, whose name will be, uh, known to in particular to fans of the previous animated features of Time Gone By. Uh, his vocal talents are put in use here. He is uh, posthumously, I guess. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth is the only other name that I recognize in the film, of a friend of the Schultz family. She's appeared in uh, on stage in one of the, uh, the Peanuts uh, stage productions. And she gets to voice Fifi, the French poodle, in this film. And it's a very tiny role, hardly worth mentioning. But Steve Martino is the director. Uh, he is a Blue Sky Studios uh, director of uh, a couple of the Ice Age films. And the screenplay is by Brian Schultz, Craig Schultz, and Cornelius Uliano. Uh, much in the vein of the various Charlie Brown specials that have become perennial classics for many families over the years, especially around the holidays, the Peanuts movie, which is coming out on the 50th anniversary of the very first animated special to be released in 1965's It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, it seeks to continue the spirit of those beloved animated gems with a little bit of a mindset for today's audiences. Now, that modern mindset, I think it should be noted, only applies to the technical aspects of the animation because this one uses 3D animated graphics as compared to the traditional 2D cell work of the past. It does not, however, apply to any of these characters or any of the story elements within the film, which all go for a very classic style of uh, Charles M. Schultz's world of peanuts. In this film, you won't find any of these modern devices like cell phones. You don't see any kids playing video games. You don't see any of the kids looking things up on the Internet. And there's no characters with any of today's modern fashions. There's nobody sporting a man bun <laughs> or anything like that in this, uh, what, what you would consider to be a, an analog universe that's set within this digital animated framework. It's been about 15 years since the death of, uh, Peanuts creator Charles M. Schultz. And this is the very first film to be released in that time. And that makes this an especially important film to get right. Obviously, when you're treading on some hallowed ground, and you have a fervent legion of fans to, cont- to contend with, and those fans who aren't going to take kindly to anyone mucking up their tradition in order to placate young tykes of today, uh, those tykes who enjoy anything with spastic slapstick or trendy pop culture riffs or silly fart jokes, you know, it's understandable that 
longtime fans would be a bit skeptical to seeing a modern take on things. Uh, but to those who are skeptical, I'm happy to announce that the Peanuts movie, the first theatrically released Peanuts movie in 35 years since 1980's Bon Voyage Charlie Brown, while it does modernize the, the presentation of the animation to 3D, is absolutely reverent to those Charles Schultz creations, to the point where you'll actually be, as you're watching the film, you'll be reminded on many occasions of some of those old features that you've made a family tradition, especially around the holidays. There's a lot of callbacks and a lot of scenes that are, are directly uh, an homage to those uh, old films. Now, I should point out here that the Peanuts movie is in the tradition of the animated films based on the characters, which definitely skewed more toward entertaining mostly children, than it does the Peanuts comic strip, which tended to be meant for entertaining adults and kids alike. Though the Peanuts movie weaves many side stories in and out of it, the through line of the feature is in whether or not Charlie Brown will strike up enough nerve to talk to and get to know the new girl in school that he's developed a crush on, uh, the little red-headed girl. Uh, if you've seen the little redheaded girl on the comic strip and especially in uh, some of the animated features before, you know that she traditionally is, doesn't tend to be featured. You, you don't really get a good look at her generally. Uh, there have been a couple of uh, moments here and there in the animated features where you actually do get to see her, but uh, usually you don't get to see her. And uh, in this film, you finally get a full on glimpse of her here. Um, the the film the storyline takes place over the course of a school year and uh, in in this over the course of this year Charlie Brown is tries to seize upon several opportunities to put himself on her radar because he feels that he's a little bit out of her league so he thinks that he needs to do something with himself to put himself in her league to put himself on her level before he can actually ask her uh, to get to know him so. He enters into a dance competition thinking that winning that will make him a winner in her eyes. There's also a talent show that he gets involved in. And there's a, whether or not he aces a test sometime later in the film. And he also engages in a, a very uh, uh, ambitious project to do a book report on War and Peace. Uh, and War and Peace happens to be Charles M. Schultz's, uh, at least reportedly, his favorite book of all time. Um, he hopes that being seen as a winner in her eyes will give him the kind of leverage necessary to overcome those instances in which he feel, feels like a loser with a perpetual streak of bad luck. That thing that really keeps him held back from actually uh, being willing to take the chance that she could shoot him down. Now, in between this story, there are several interludes, and many of them showcase... Uh, solo Snoopy action. He has these daydream adventures. And those of you who are well-versed in Peanuts will know that he often engages in these uh, fantasy dogfights with his uh, main nemesis up in the skies, the Red Baron. He sits uh, on his flying doghouse and tries to rat-a-tat-tat the Red Baron in, in this big fight in the sky, in this case for the love of a French poodle named Fifi. And, uh, this, those scenes are, I think, where, uh, the film's choice to render 3D animation is put to good use. Uh, th those, those scenes are a little bit of overkill. I think that especially adults in the audience will think that there's a little bit too much of Snoopy and the Red Baron, and those scenes go on for a long time. I think kids will be a little bit more, uh, lenient when it comes to such things because they love Snoopy. Uh, but, you know, all things being equal, I'd rather have them in there than not. Uh, now, pretty much all of what you'd expect from an animated Peanuts feature is in this film. You get the piano-based musical pieces that were made famous by the Vince Guaraldi trio. 
the wah-wah uh, vocal patterns of the never-seen adults who have speaking parts, all of that is in this film, uh, every bit as much as you remember them. In many respects, I think the Peanuts movie feels more like an homage piece than as a standalone new adventure. It's a very... If I had to draw a, a metaphor here, it's like... Uh, when you see the release of a newly remastered greatest hits compilation of classic oldies by your favorite artists, you get to relive those moments of when you first took in that work and it reminds you of your youth, except for with a little bit more aesthetic vibrancy. Now, this film is co-scripted by Charles Schultz's son, Craig, and his grandson, Brian. So that makes this a movie, uh, as with all of the other aspects of this film, that seeks to continue traditions ties in with the Schultz creations as much as it can, and it fully embraces the original works without seeking to do anything differently except for the use of these computer graphics and, you know, a few contemporary songs that are on the soundtrack that you'll only really hear during the end credits. So I think that there's a lot of kudos that really should go to Blue Sky Studios for doing the Peanuts property right here. They smartly decide to do the 3D animation in a way that retains the same 2D look for these characters and still makes them look and feel like their comic strip counterparts as designed by Schultz. The voice work is also very consistent with the traditional voice casting that we've expected for their animated features over the years. It's not entirely perfect. Some of you will, everybody has their own ideas of what, you know, uh, Sally should sound like or Linus should sound like or in my case, the the one that I, I felt was a little bit more different than I remember was Peppermint Patty. But, you know, all of those animated features had different vocal work. In fact, almost every movie had different characters voiced by different child uh, uh, vocal talent. So, you know, it's it's never been entirely consistent. But I think that for the most part, I think they, they nail it right here. Now, one thing in particular that I especially admired and uh, another thing that I'll give kudos to the makers of this film for doing is that they used audio clips that were recorded uh, originally by Bill Melendez. This is all done posthumously. Uh, Bill Melendez was the director of the majority of the animated Charlie Brown specials in the past, and he provided uh, vocal talent then, of, especially of uh, characters like Snoopy and Woodstock, and those actual recordings done by Melendez are used for this film. His work continues. And really, that's the only uh, talent that you'll find that ties in between this film and the old films. But it is an important bridge between uh, making this uh, an offshoot instead or actually making it in the in the minds of fans uh, included into the Peanuts universe. And I think that that is a, a very important key step in, in doing so. I think that the only disrespect to Schultz I could find at all within the course of this film is that they actually called it the Peanuts movie. Charles Schultz has long been on record with despising the Peanuts name. This was a name that marketers chose for a strip. It was one of several names that they chose in order to, you know, to, to, to give the film a name, uh, back before Schultz was, uh, uh, uh had any kind of leverage in the industry. So, um, he has long been on record with saying he wishes that it didn't have that Peanuts name, but it was too far gone by the time it got popular and it stuck. And you'll notice that if you look at all of the animated features in the past, the ones that were, you know, only Peanuts, Peanuts is only the name of the comic strip. All of the animated features that have come out always include the name Charlie Brown in the title. 
there's a few of them that contain uh, Snoopy in the title, but none don't, you know, they're not peanuts. They're, you know, it's whatever Charlie Brown and sometimes it's, uh, uh, you know, Snoopy, but, uh, that's how Charles Schultz wanted it. He really wanted to divorce himself from the Peanuts name. So I'm kind of curious as to why this drawback would actually be called the Peanuts movie. But again, maybe it's another one of those brand recognitions things. The Peanuts movie, despite, you know, what's in the name, it's it's still a charming and warm-hearted film. And that's rare to find in this day and age of these zany anthropomorphic animals and mildly crude humor. I think as such, it's a fitting return to the land of Charlie Brown and his gang and it should hit the right spot for those adults who are seeking to expose their young ones to these characters that they also enjoyed when they were the age of their kids or their grandkids. I think an important theme of the Charlie Brown stories has long since been that being a winner at everything you do isn't nearly as important as being true to yourself, being compassionate to others, and realizing that whatever downtimes you experience will always pass. Being a good person above being it should come above being the envy of one's peers and that's not an oft-heard sentiment in these self-centered times these times of selfies and likes and instant uh gratification and and getting feedback from your peers you know as compared to that this really has kind of a moral backbone that is it's rare to find in a lot of the animated features made today and that i think makes this a very earnest throwback to simpler and gentler viewpoints, all the more essential for today's youth. I do want to say that uh, if you're watching this film, there are two extra scenes in the end credits. Uh, shortly at, at the beginning, they're about a minute each, and there is a very short stinger at the end that's about ten seconds or so. So if you uh, if you really enjoy these characters, don't just bolt as soon as you see the end credits. Stick around; you get a couple of good scenes and a, a little bit of a stinger at the end. It's well worth. Uh, all of the, <laughs> it's well worth sticking through if you can get through the Megan Trainer and, and other, uh, uh, artists that, uh, that provide music for the soundtrack at the end. Three and a half stars is what I'm going to give the Peanuts movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit and I do think it's very much in reminiscent of the old, uh, Peanuts, excuse me, the Charlie Brown features, uh, of time gone by. It's very in that vein, even with the 3d animation, they did a really good job here at, uh, at making it, uh, a, a brilliantly and warmly, uh, conceived homage. And I really enjoyed the peanuts movie three and a half stars, which means it is a good movie on my scale. And one I would definitely recommend to, uh, any of you who are fans of the, uh, Charles Schultz creations and, uh, just want to expose your kids to a, a wholesome, warm-hearted movie. I think that it's a good one. I hope that you enjoy the review and, uh, I'm going to be continuing, uh, with a lot of reviews coming up over, uh, the weekend into the holiday, the Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States. So, uh, I invite you to keep a subscription on this one because there's going to be a lot of film reviews I'm going to be doing over the next week or so. Uh, the next film review that I'm going to be doing is the, uh, the next Hunger Games film, the last Hunger Games film, the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. And that's going to be, uh, my next film review. So click the subscribe button if you haven't already and you'll get that in your, uh, podcast feed. And also, I invite you to check out my website where you can find uh, my contact information as well as links to my Facebook page and my Twitter feed at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. 
Until next time, thank you everyone for listening, and I hope that you enjoy your time at the movies.